0: Good morning everyone, happy new year, good to be together and uh, yes so seriously I am very very disciplined with my phone and email usage so literally when tonight happens my phone will be off. And my email will be off. So you can feel free to text me and email me and you won't be disturbing me. So it's totally fine. I understand that life continues on. So if there's things that you think of over the next, week, uh, next couple of weeks, and in particular, yes, if you are interested in baptism, uh, then please do shoot me an email and I'll get in contact with you uh, once I'm back on deck on the 23rd. So I'm wondering uh, if anyone set any New Year's resolutions this year. Is anyone brave enough to say, I set some New Year's resolutions? A few people, a couple of people like... (laughs) So I know some people are like, no, New Year's resolutions, what's the point? They're too hard or they don't work or it's just, who cares? It's just another day. But is there anyone who did set some? I'm not going to ask you what they are, but courageous, a couple of people. All right. Is anyone courageous enough to say, a week in, have you been able to stick to your New Year's resolutions so far? Yes? that's No, that's all right. That's good. This is a safe place. So we're okay to be able to recognize that uh, it is challenging for us to set goals and to think about where we're heading. And the reality is that for all of us, we crave rhythms of life that give us the opportunity to do a little bit of what we've done through that excellent prayer, thank you, Melinda, of being able to look back and to be able to look forward. And the end of the year is a really, really great opportunity for us to just stop and to be able to reflect back. And so I hope that you have taken some time over the last couple of weeks to look back, and if you haven't, I would encourage you to do that and to just think back over the last year through the lens of some of those statements that we just made in prayer about what were the highlights, what were the challenges, what were the times when you felt like God was with you and very close, what were the times where you felt like God was very distant, and what were the times when you felt like you loved well, what were the times when you know that you didn't. It's really, really important for us to take the opportunities when we have them to be able to look back. And the end of the year is a natural rhythm that kicks in for us. The other thing that happens at the start of the year is that there is a tendency for us to also look forward and to just do a bit of thinking, to say it is a bit of a blank page. And in one way, yes, it is just one day turning into the next. But there is a sense of being able to have a reset. And to be able to say, what's ahead of me as I head into this year? What are the things that I want to focus on? What are the priorities that I want to set? What are the hopes and dreams uh, that I've got as I move into this year? And so that's what I wanted to give us an opportunity to be able to do uh, today. And originally, my thought was to take some time to wrestle with exactly that question. What are my hopes and dreams for this year? But we're actually going to shift our focus subtly but importantly to instead wrestle with the question, what are Jesus's hopes for me for this year. And to be able to do that, we're going to spend a bit of time looking at a passage from Ephesians chapter 3. And so if you've got your Bible with you, you can open up to Ephesians chapter 3. If you've got the Bible app on your phone, then you can open up to that. We've got uh, message notes for today's message. Uh, So you can go bottom right corner to more and then events, and uh, that should be there for you. So as I mentioned, we're going to look at a passage from Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians is honestly one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's one of my key go-to places. And so if one of your things that you're thinking about this year is, I would love to read the Bible more, or you've been thinking about getting back into the Bible, or maybe you've never really done that in a diligent way, Ephesians is a really fantastic place to start. Obviously, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are really, really great places to start because that's all about Jesus. But Ephesians is a letter that's a fairly general letter. So it was written by Paul, one of the leaders of the early church, and a lot of the letters that Paul wrote were to specific contexts. So he would write to the church in Corinth, but he was actually addressing some very specific things in what we've got in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Our understanding with Ephesians is that it was written to the church in a city called Ephesus but he knew that it was going to be passed around to other churches. And so it's a very general letter. So when you read it, you can see there's a lot more stuff that's more general rather than specific. But a part of why I love it the most is because it's really Paul just stopping and thinking about everything that he understands about Jesus and the implications of that. And as we read his words, we can see just how staggered he is as he realises this is what the plan was, and Jesus has come to accomplish it. So the start of Ephesians is Paul doing that, where he talks about how before the creation of the world, that's a really important thing for us to recognise, before God created anything, so not after things were created and people messed it up, before the creation of the world, God's plan was to have us as a part of his family. And that plan has now been revealed through Jesus, but not just revealed, it's been completely accomplished through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And so regardless of where we come from, regardless of our background, regardless of our brokenness, regardless of any of the mistakes that we've made, every single one of us have the opportunity to be included and accepted and embraced and forgiven because Jesus has done everything necessary for that to be the case. And we can see Paul just kind of come into grips with this reality that it's all because of Jesus, that God's plans have been accomplished and are now available for us to experience in the here and now. And so we pick it up in Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 14 where Paul says, or Paul writes, When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth kind of see that Paul kind of stops at this moment. He's like, wow, when I think about all of this, what else can I do but fall to my knees and say, God, you are amazing. God, you are incredible. It's staggering what you've done. And as we begin this year, I think it's a good challenge. I certainly felt this challenge this week. When was the last time that we stopped and actually thought about everything that Jesus has done for us? And what that means for us, in the here and now, when was the last time that we actually stopped and say, "God, you are amazing"? It's so one of the things that's great about people who are new to the faith and people who are new to exploring Jesus is you can just see them come alive as they start to encounter these things for the first time, and re- like, really, is that that's actually true? That that means that for me, really? And you can see them coming alive. But for those of us who've been following Jesus for a while, it kind of becomes a bit kind of second nature. Yeah, we know that, we've heard that, we're aware of that. And it's really good for us to be able to stop, to be able to actually think about everything that Jesus has done and what that means for us. And so that's one of the great reasons to be able to gather together, whether that's here on a Sunday, whether that's in smaller groups, whether that's just with a couple of other people, to be able to stop and be reminded and to remind each other of everything that Jesus has done. And to be able to say, God, you're amazing. And so I actually want to give us an opportunity to be able to do that. It's a pretty good place to start this year, to be able to say, God, you're amazing. So I want you to just stop. Think of one thing that you're really grateful for about who Jesus is. Capture that in your head. And then we're going to say together, God, you're amazing. God, you're amazing. Let's try that again. God, you're amazing. This time, like we actually mean it. (laughs) God, you're amazing. Very good. So, Paul wrestles with all this, comes to that conclusion, and then he prays this amazing, amazing prayer. In verse 16, he writes, I pray that from God's glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. And then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So as we think about this year that's ahead of us, I wonder what it would be like if we made this our starting point, the answer to Paul's prayer and living those things out in our lives. Paul starts by saying that he prays that the people who are reading this would be empowered by God's glorious, unlimited resources. So just stop again and think about who God is. This is the God who we believe created the entire universe. Everything spoke life into being. There is nothing that's beyond God's reach. And so Paul prays that we can understand the power that we receive from this God who empowers us. That's pretty staggering when you stop and think about it. Because I'm challenged about whether there's anything that I really lack if it's true that God is the one who's empowering me. Now, as I wrote that statement down this week, I was challenged about the reality that often I think that I lack because of things I would like not necessarily because of things that I need. There's a very big difference between saying that I lack something because it's something that I would like to have and I lack something because it's something that I need to have. We have everything that we need because we are empowered by the God of the universe who has unlimited resources at his disposal. That's a pretty great starting point for us to begin this year. But Paul then continues... And praise that we'll be given inner strength as we recognize that Jesus has made his home in our hearts. And so the understanding of this is to say Jesus has literally set up home inside of us. He's moved in. He's settled in. He's unpacked his cases. And he's kicked his feet out on the couch. Moved in. He is at home inside of us. He abides in us. So, again, as we begin this year, how much confidence does it give you that Jesus wants to live in you? That Jesus chooses to live in you. But there is nothing that you're going to go through this year that Jesus is not going to be intimately aware of. There is nothing that happened for you last year or that right now as we sit here today, Jesus is not intimately aware of. But it's important to name that the strength that we so often crave from knowing that Jesus is with us is an inner strength. It's a strength that doesn't come because our circumstances change, but rather because our perspectives change. It's a big difference between having strength because our circumstances have changed and being able to shift our internal perspectives. We receive inner strength not suddenly because things stop happening or because things start happening, but rather because we recognize that Jesus is with us in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through. Jesus is with us. But it's interesting because Paul says that that inner strength doesn't come because we know more about Jesus living inside of us or because we have better theology or because we put some things into action. But rather that inner strength of knowing Jesus is with us comes because we recognize God's unbelievable, unfathomable love because of a deep sense of intimate connection with Jesus And so I love that Paul's prayer is that we would grow our roots down deep into that love. And so you think about a plant, or probably more accurately, think about a tree that has sunk its roots down deep into the soil. And so because of that, it's able to receive the nutrients and the moisture that it needs from the soil all around it. But also, its roots are sunk down so deep that it's able to hold firm. Even in the midst of the wildest storms where everything's blowing, because its roots are down firm enough, it can hold strong. And so Paul says, our role is to focus on how amazing God's love is and to sink our roots down deep into that. And as we do, to be able to recognize that that's where our nutrients come from. That's what we're fed by, but also that gives us the inner strength that we need Even in the storms of life, because we've sunk our roots down so deep into God's love, we can stand firm. And then just to drive it home, Paul prays that we really would grasp how amazing this love is. How wide and how long and how high and how deep it is. But I love that you can almost catch Paul catching himself as he writes that down. Because then he says, though it's too great to understand fully... Paul prays a prayer that he knows can't be answered. I pray that you would know fully how amazing God's love is, how wide and long and high and deep it is, but actually that's impossible because it's so vast. It's so amazing that it's not possible for you to fully understand it, which is great because it means that we can continue to sink our roots down as deep as we like and there's never a point that we're going to hit rock bottom. There's never a point that we're going to run out of room. We can just keep spreading out as far as we need to go. And so I wonder, as we begin this year, is there one of those that you're maybe yearning for or craving the most as we begin this year? It could be being empowered by God's infinite resources and being able to more confidently say, I know that I have everything that I need because of the God who is the God of the universe. For some of us, that could be something that we're craving as we begin the year. For others of us, it could be a sense of greater inner strength. Being able to recognize Jesus is with me, no matter what I'm going through. And so that gives me a greater sense of strength and confidence. And for others of us, it could be a deeper sense of intimate connection with Jesus. Being able to say, I really do want to sink my roots down deeper as we move into this year. Is it one of those three that you would say, yes, as we begin this year, I would really love to explore that more as we move into January and beyond. And all of that is incredibly amazing. But then Paul writes these words that are almost too hard to believe. In verse 20, he writes, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That is a staggering statement. God is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Infinitely more. That's a lot more. Not just a little bit more, but infinitely more. So much more. Outrageously more than we could ask or think. Now, I don't know about you, but I can ask and think of a lot of things. And to think that God can do infinitely more than that is nothing short of staggering. And so what I want to give us an opportunity to be able to do today is to explore what that might actually mean for us. And as I said, originally my thought when I was putting all this together was that we would think about our hopes and dreams for this year. But I do want to shift the emphasis as we explore this to say what are Jesus's hopes and dreams for us as we move into this year. And so, around uh, the room, we've got three different pieces of paper. So, we've got one over here that is for me, one over here that is for someone that I'm journeying with, and then one over here that is for us as a church here at Richmond. And what I would love you to do is to get up and to take some time to write something down about what Jesus' hopes and dreams are for you personally for this year. So, what's one thing that you think Jesus has a hope and a dream about for you this year, And then think about someone that you're journeying with, someone that you're close with, a friend, a family member, a neighbour, someone that you work with, and you don't need to write their name down. You could just write my neighbour or my friend or something like that. But what are Jesus' hopes and dreams for someone that you're journeying with for this year? And then on the other one, we want to be able to say, what are Jesus's hopes and dreams for us as a church together? What are the things that you would say Jesus is hoping and dreaming for us as we move into this year. So, we're going to put some background music on and invite you to... Jump up and go to any of those in any order that you like and to be able to jot something down. When you finish that, I want to invite you to come back to your seats because then there's something else that we're going to do after that. So jump up once you've got some ideas about what that looks like, write something down, then come back to your seats and then we'll give you further instructions in a few minutes' time. If you're on Zoom, we would love you to participate in this as well. And so we hope that you can take some time to be able to write some thoughts down about this as well. What are Jesus's hopes and dreams for you for 2023? for someone that you're journeying with for 2023 and for us as a church as well. We would love you to write something down. All right. So we're going to uh, take some time to be able to pray now. And uh, so, what we're going to do is invite you in a moment to head up, and you can again do them in any order that you like, uh, but to be able to get up and to be able to pray for someone else's prayer that they put up. And that could be something just as simple as, Jesus, I pray that you would answer this person's prayer, or you can pray more specifically than that if you like. Uh, But we're going to uh, pray that silently, and so I know we love to connect. And once we do this, we're going to sing a couple more songs and then we'll have coffees and lots of time to be able to connect. So we do ask you to just kind of hold it in for a couple of minutes while we do this and to be able to focus on praying for each other. And uh, if you're on Zoom, the fantastic Ryan is going to take you on a road trip. So you're going to go around all of the uh, ones that we put up as well so you can see some of the other things or you can put one of the things that you've prayed into the chat and then you can pray for each other as well. But we'd love you to participate in this too. Uh, But we're going to take a few minutes to be able to do this, so you don't need to pray for everyone's prayer, just pick one that kind of catches your eye, pray for that, then move on to the next one and the next one, and then come back to your seat, and uh, once a few minutes have passed, we'll uh, bring the band back up, and we're going to sing a couple more songs to finish out this part of our time together. So let's jump up and uh, pray for each other. let's pray. King Jesus, you really are amazing. When we think about you being there before the creation of the world and the sense of excitement that must have existed to recognize uh, that what you were going to do as that plan was fulfilled was to enable us to experience all of the life that you experience as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we will be welcomed into that And that you coming into our world, living as one of us, dying and rising again, would open the doors for us to be able to experience that day by day is nothing short of extraordinary. And we are so grateful that you have done all of that for us. But then to recognise that you live in us, empowering us, giving us a sense of inner strength and being able to experience in tangible ways the love of Father, Son and Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis, is even more amazing. And so we thank you that that is our starting point this year as it is every year, to be able to acknowledge who you are, to be able to acknowledge what you've done, but also to be able to tap into what it is that you hope and dream for us for this year. We thank you that we're a part of a community where we get to do this together, where we get to support each other, encourage each other, challenge each other, pray for and with each other. And we ask that these things that we have put up uh, around this, around the walls, uh, that you would give us the opportunity to see those things come to fulfilment through this year. And as we do, to be excited about the reality that it's you answering the prayers of your hopes and dreams for us. We look forward to and anticipate and expect what it is that you want to do in us individually and as a church family together. And we're excited to see this journey unfold throughout 2023. In your incredible name we pray. Amen.